Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Always good to talk to you. Always good to see you. It was yeah. fun to see you yesterday. Uh, shout out to Smithfield Hall in Manhattan that were lovely hosts. We mm-hmm. didn't know that they were going to get quite a showing for the Der Classico yeah. with Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund. Bayern clinches their 10th lead league title. Every uh, Bayern fan in New York. I know. There. Who knew there were insane. so many Bayern fans? <laughs> we, were, we were the two idiots trying to watch Brentford Spurs. And at yeah. halftime, when the Bayern Munich trivia contest happened, we were like... Yeah, let's just go watch this at our respective <laughs> homes. <laughs> yeah, and also that that was it was also just like a bad match to watch on TV because Brentford have this. I mean, honestly, a pretty pretty bad kit, right? The the red and white stripe kit. Uh, but then in contrast, it was them and the lavender. And I actually like yeah. the lavender of Spurs in general, but the lavender and the red and the and the red and the white it just did not work on the screen. It did not look with good. with the sun yeah. shining on the bright green pitch. It was <laughs> yeah. all it yeah. was just like visual dissonance. It was very difficult. Yeah. But anyway, it felt in spring <laughs> is, is a tough time for, for Premier yeah. League. But it was matches. good just you and me, the original cheaters out there, uh, yeah. chopping wood, lo- watching sure. live sports out in the city after you've gotten over your covid so so i feel like we're back we're back we're back in a big way to finish out this fpl season and the theme you've drawn up here josh for this week is four fpl game weeks to go and we're gonna go through all 20 teams and just sort of give our final statements on what we think about these teams as we hit the run-in Exactly. Talk a little bit about the fixtures ahead, some players to watch, players to avoid, uh, t- entire teams to avoid. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and we'll try not to be super predictable here because I think even <laughs> some of these teams that are that you would kind of feel like you just sort of forget about um, actually have some interesting players and there could be some some um, differentials, Ooh. Brandon, Ooh, okay. as they like to say, you know, okay. the uh, yeah, a little like some low ownership uh, players to target. So uh, game week 34 is. I guess it's nine elevenths complete, Brandon. We have a match tomorrow. We have Leeds. That's an inauspicious yeah. uh, fraction yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have we have Palace Leeds tomorrow, and then we have the the bonus fixture this week. The uh, Man United host Chelsea. Genuinely, have no idea what's going to happen in that one. Uh, yes. I guess I guess I think Chelsea would win. I don't know. Well, it, yeah. yeah um, let's see. I was I was talking to you about how I had predicted a 2-1 scoreline, Arsenal, Manchester United, and um, Arsenal win 3-1. I'm like, wow, you know, they Arsenal lose to all these bad teams, and then they beat Chelsea and Manchester United. And you rightfully said, 
well, Manchester United are a bad team. And, <laughs> and you know, we've kind of been in this place for a decade at this point where yeah. Manchester United have been coasting on reputation. Yeah. I mean, this is a nuanced argument, but um, they're officially just like a straight up bad team it, yeah. like to finish out this season, like this 18 season, to target. Totally. They've made some Champions League's last few years, you know, credit to them. But yeah, I think even Man United supporters, I mean, it's, it's actually, you know, it got to the point recently where it's, it, it sort of became less fun to even sort of make fun of them for a long yeah. time. You kind of could, because listen, they got, what is it? 19 premier, you know, 19 first division titles, you know, yeah. they're or 20, whatever. I can't remember the exact number. Um, they're doing great. The club, the history yeah. is established. Great club, <laughs> great stadium, you know, but yeah, it's uh, th- this year. It's just the, the wheels have fallen off. And there was a great yeah. moment this weekend where Paul Scholes, um, was talking to uh, Jesse Lingard. Yeah. He said, I'm sure Jesse Lingard won't mind me saying. <laughs> How, could <he? laughs> yeah. How could he? How could he? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure Jesse Lingard would mind because watching him play and just watching yeah. his career, I'm not sure Jesse Lingard really cares about much, uh, to be honest. But we are not haters on this podcast, Josh. <laughs> I I we feel went like into we, the hating. We didn't, I didn't mean to. You no, know? no yeah, but it's yeah. just sort of a necessary, this is what's yeah. going on. I feel like we would love to see Manchester United actually get back to their greatness because we can't just have it be the Liverpool Manchester City show again and again. That's true. And we can't let the Premier League turn into La Liga or, you know, Der Clasico or Bundesliga. We need to these clubs to just get it together and keep keep the drama going. Yeah. And I want to just firmly, firmly establish like the, you know, arguably the most passionate, largest fan base out there are the Man United supporters. So, you know, sure. so we're not, we're not, we're not making who, fun of the club, but, but even, even though supporters will admit it's been yeah. a very frustrating season. You know, oh for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. and the United supporters in New York make their home at Smithfield Hall. So another shout out there. Wow. Um, Two free plugs. <laughs> I think by the time we left Smithfield Hall yesterday, Josh, you were on um, like maybe two points uh, yeah. total for the game. I actually might've been a net zero. It was, uh, it was not looking good. Yeah. yeah so think things have, things are looking up after Sunday's fixtures, but let's do a yep. quick score check for us in game week 33. We've got two fixtures left to go. Palace leads Manchester United, Chelsea. I'm on 45 points. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot last week about the Manchester United and Chelsea doubles in 33 and, when it came down to it for the deadline, I just couldn't get passionate about um, either of the teams, any transfers. Mm-hmm. I just decided to hold the line with Havertz and Reese James, mm-hmm. and I made no transfers. And things are looking really bright for me when the Saka goal and assist go in in the first half of the first game week, first game of the game week. And then all the air just steadily uh, got let out of the balloon. Um, I'm currently on 45 points, though, um, thanks to Nick Pope and mm-hmm. uh, I guess Sala and Trent getting 11 points combined. I've captain Havertz, so I'm 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 hopeful that yes, what we have said about Manchester United is true. They're <laughs> they're among the worst teams in the division, and Havertz gets another start and gets me some returns, but yeah. uh, above the average of 39. It was really surprising that I, I thought he would be. I, I mean, honestly, like when that when that lineup came out, I was, 
because I, I went a little different with my, with my transfer I did, a, I did a, just, just because again, four weeks to, you know, five weeks to go going to this game week. And I, I just wanted to be a little bit different. And part of it is I just, I didn't want to move. The only player I could really move for Hobbards or, um, for, for Hobbards or Mount would have been Philip Coutinho and mm-hmm. just moving him when they play Norwich and 35 and then have back-to-back double game weeks. I just didn't want to waste that transfer. And yeah. so I decided to gamble and I also was, was planning to captain, Mosala. And so I decided to, and so it felt like it wasn't quite as important to me to have one of those midfielders for, you yeah. know, just for coverage. And so I decided to gamble a little bit and I went with uh, three Chelsea defenders. So I had Reese James, of course, who didn't play. Uh, maybe he'll play on Thursday. We'll see. It's, you know, several days away. It's a late, it's a late match this week. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the word on his injury? I'm going to Dennery's site right yeah, now. Tuchel had a quote where he said something like he just, he just felt a little st- sore. He thinks he'll be back. It wasn't anything severe, you know? Yeah, so I think we actually could see. He's not even flagged here on, on yeah. the Ben Dennery site. So that's interesting. Yeah. I think he could play on, on Thursday, but so I brought in Tiago Silva and Marcus Alonso. So I went, I went all in the triple up and just, and just kind of gambled that they could keep a clean sheet in at least one of the matches. And, um, and then Havertz and success wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So yeah. Threaded the needle. Uh, I also have Pope and, and Veghorst. And so, yeah, the morning matches went, um, splendidly, honestly. Uh-huh. And then Salah gets, you know, six points. I mean, the, you know, the only thing that was the only real problem in that Liverpool match, uh, was that I don't have Robertson. Right. And yeah. so I was, I was looking, my gimmick was looking great. And then, uh, just his ownership has really crept up. It's a little mm-hmm. higher than I had realized. And, um, but you know, mm-hmm. but I'm still, you know, when, when you do the auto sub, the five veg horse auto sub points, um, I'm right around 30 K. So I'm up about three, 3000 spots overall, which is, you know, I guess that's about 10% of my rank, right. From 33 mm-hmm. to 30 K. So, um, so yeah, I'll take that. I mean, that feels that, you know, that feels pretty good. And then, um, yeah, we'll see what happens at the end of the week. Um, and I think they could keep a clean sheet on the road for sure. Uh, but I, I honestly don't know. I don't know who's going to start up front for, for Chelsea because Mount seemed a little, a little jaded at the end there. And I mean, who knows? Like Havertz was not super involved in that match. I mean, yeah, they were just a little, they were a little devoid of ideas. I mean, I think Loftus cheek is just not at the level where they need to be. So I I thought the lineup was a little light and that was the theme. I think of this weekend's matches is weekend squads. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to save, save like, uh, Arsenal, maybe. I mean, Leicester Villa was the battle of who could possibly care less about that was the a result. Weird one. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, New, one. Newcastle in particular. No Shar, no Chris Wood. Of course, no, dominant no. performance too. You know, and like, still, yeah. yeah. I mean, Newcastle now in the top ten um, in the division. So just like, oh yeah, Eddie Howe, congratulations. But I, I, I'm gonna have to go. Um, all the way, like three deep on the bench, just given how much rotation has happened this weekend and lots of unexpected rotations, stuff that you couldn't conceivably have, yeah. have anticipated. Yeah. I mean, Chris Wood getting zero minutes. That was not uh, anything I would have ever anticipated happening this weekend. I mean, a Reese, a, you know, Reese James not playing. I mean, I'm used to zero from him. So that's, that was fine. You know, that's <laughs> just like, just like it, it, the it, course. It, it, it keeps going. I mean, I yeah. shouldn't be surprised at this point, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it's obnoxious, Josh. It's obnoxious. I, I will say the one thing that surprised me a little bit was the, um, was Spurs not being able to score a goal. I know they're on a little bit of a, 
a, a goalless streak right now, but it just feels like the, you know that, that Villa match is just just a couple of weeks ago, you know, and they were that was such a dominant road performance, you know that 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 four was it four nil I think it was. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I think they really Conte's system really relies on uh, the defense right. starting yeah. the attack and. Now, Darty, I think Sessegnon is a little bit of a lightweight. Not a great uh, match for Sessegnon. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he, he can tweak. Uh, they've still got the talent up top, up top. So, hopefully, there are goals to come. I would, I would hold, yeah. certainly, on Spurs attacking assets. That's my feeling. Yeah, and credit to Brentford. I mean, that's uh, 10 points out of the last 12 for them, which is wow. kind of remarkable. Burnley-esque uh, form. Yeah, Burnley. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. We'll talk about them in our in our team talk. But yeah, uh, nine. I mean, they have a seven seven from nine. I cannot believe. I mean, at this point, you have to think that Everton are going to go down, which is just like the crazy. I mean, like they have to be the biggest. Certainly, since we started doing this podcast, the biggest club that has a genuine chance of going down. Um, I mean, maybe I guess yeah. West Ham may have gone down early on in the pod, and they're they're. Yeah. Similarly sized club, but you know, a new, new, I guess Newcastle went down too. But you know, Everton just feel like a club that it just uh, would have seemingly impossible, especially when the new ownership came in a few years ago. And so it's really, uh, it's poorly, you know, poorly spent money, uh, yeah, all down yeah. to the ownership. You have to cast all the blame there. It's yeah. still really tight. I mean, considering Everton have a game in hand, you know, Burnley are two points ahead, but they've played an additional game. Yep. Uh, but Everton's fixtures are rather tough. So it, mm-hmm. You you feel like form and everything favors Burnley. It's gonna it's gonna be exciting though. I, I predict for sure. I it comes down to at least game week thirty seven, if not the final game week of the season. Yeah, all these doubles still to play today, and Burnley have a double too. So, yeah, lots lots to come. It's gonna be exciting. Um, all right, well, let's. I want to get into our. Uh, you know, got a lot of a lot of squads we want to get through today. So let's uh, let's let's get to it. I just a quick shout out uh, the Patreon. We had two new Patreons uh, join this week. Uh, always nice at the end of the season when when people still you know come in and. Uh, support the podcast. So thanks to Chris Ru- Chris Rushton and Kevin Albrecht. Uh, really appreciate it, guys. And uh, if anyone wants to support the co- pod, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. You can get into that forever young league. So mm-hmm. Jan, Jan Horvat is currently in first, Brandon. He, uh, he well tagged done, us on. And a shout out to Mark Southerns, Brandon. I was a little jealous of everybody at the uh, fest this weekend. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's Americans. We just don't have an equivalent you know, version of that. But I love uh, a free drink chip. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so shout out to uh, shout out to Mark for uh, for wearing the always cheating rep, repping at the always cheating uh, podcast um, there with with his. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. If you think the always cheating online shop is uncool and who would possibly buy a, uh, a shirt, just look to Mark Southerns, founder of the Fantasy Football Scout. He's the real dude. He's the man. He's the trendsetter. He's out there repping the OGs. Always cheating. That's uh, right. Thank you, Mark. Yep. And you can get a T-shirt if you support the podcast, Brandon, yes. at, the, at the top two tiers. So uh, and we do an extra podcast each week. And uh, also in the offseason, we, uh, you know, when there are no matches on, we do not charge our Patreons for that month. So right. uh, just a heads up on that front as well. So patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go. Brandon, let's take a break and we'll get back to Team Talk. All right, Brandon, we're back. Four FPL game weeks to go. Thoughts on all 20 Premier League squads mm-hmm. going alphabetically. It's just the easiest <laughs> way. Okay. So as we go it's table, totally fair. Yeah. sometimes we go table, but I think alphabetical is mm-hmm. the is the way to go uh for this one. So uh real simple. What we like, what we don't like. Okay. We'll talk about mm-hmm. the fixtures a little bit as well. Obviously, this is this this is an FPL 
you know, slant to it. But, um, you know, there's, uh, I just kind of want to reset a little bit here, right? There's, there's four weeks to go. So if you are, if you are in front, you kind of know what your goal is, right? To sort of make, um, kind of holding, you know, blocking maneuvers, you know, if you're, if you're in first place, you should have Saka, right? You should have, um, Kinsella. Like there's all these players that you should have just, just to sort of, you know, hedge, hedge yeah. against kind of explosive returns, right? Like, yeah. you Don't know, be caught yeah. with your pants down sorts exactly. of players. Exactly. So, um, you know, if you're chasing, you have to do something kind of like I did this week, which is the, the Chelsea defensive triple. You have to do a couple of gambling moves and, yeah. and you just have to accept that they may not work, right? You can't, mm-hmm. if you gamble and it blows up, you can't go crying about it because you know, that's <laughs> yeah, the, right. whole, the whole point is that it's, it's a low, it's a low risk, you know, or, I mean, it's, it's, it's a low probability proposition. Mm-hmm. You are gambling, you know? Yeah. Um, but sometimes that, that's, you have to gamble a little bit down the stretch if you're chasing. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so the, the, I mean, obviously there's, there's, there's like a lot of in between as well. Like there's people who are just chasing for cups and things like that. And that's sort of, that had kind of has its own strategy, right? Where you just sort of want to drill down in a particular you know, game week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's not really something we can talk about on this week's pot, but good luck to you. If that's where, <laughs> if that's where you are. Uh, Safe yeah, journey. You, yeah. You and I were talking about the, all the cups and like, they're like on the different tab. I didn't even know where they were on there. So if you, if you don't yeah. know this, you know, if you, if you just pop onto your, your leagues and cups page, if you just, if you just toggle over Brandon, you There's a whole see, new world waiting yeah, for you. Cups you exactly. didn't even know you were participating in. Yeah, exactly. I'm in th- <laughs> three cups right now, and looks like I'm going to get knocked out of two out of three. So anyway, go check out your cups. All yeah. right. So anyway, that's that's just a little bit of intro here. Um, just things to think about as you as you plan for the final four weeks. But it's really just good to know uh, where all the teams stand. Right. We've talked a little bit about the teams mm-hmm. around the beach, and we can talk about that a little bit here. So that's enough preamble. Arsenal, mm-hmm. they have righted the ship. Apparently, yes. um, I, what a insane turnaround in like 10 days. They went from, uh, they've given up on Arteta. Maybe he has to go to beating Chelsea and Man United. It's, it, it, it is in microcosm, just the whole, uh, premier league narrative always with management where, uh, people are just so quick to be like, uh, like I, Arteta, for example, he's lost it. He's ne- he was never good. He's yep. out of his depth. You just just stay the course. It's like, well, you know, yeah. it's it's how you manage your FPL team too. Of like, oh yeah. shoot, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that player. He was actually good, and yeah. now he's scoring points. Um, I I am so happy, and I'm really really rooting for Arteta to get Arsenal into into the top four because I'm a believer. I'm not an Arsenal fan um, at all, but I'm just an, a believer in just look at where Arsenal was as a club five years ago. Just like in perpetual. Yeah. Yep. I mean, not not Manchester United today levels of chaos, but fans were always unhappy and displeased mm-hmm. and the squad was always unsettled. And where we are right now is an incredibly likable, gifted, young squad with yeah. a couple of players um, who might you might take issue with, even with two injured uh, kind of sort of crucial fullbacks. They're able yeah. to put together um, some really good performances and. For me, you ask the question, what do I like about Arsenal, Josh? I like Saka plus Odegaard. And that is yeah. my current uh, double up with Arsenal in my midfield. They have incredible chemistry. And I think it's, I, I'm going to enjoy this while it lasts because I think Odegaard is probably um, going to be a fantasy asset that we talk about quite a bit and very, um, 
uh, sort of fraught terms because he's he feels like a De Bruyne-esque FPL asset where he will be a little bit um, away from the actual FPL yeah. goal action because he's the maestro, much yeah. like Kevin De Bruyne on his day can yeah. clean up with FPL maybe, maybe points. James Ward-Prowse would be maybe a, a you know. That's fair. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 I agree. Uh, but right now for the rest of the season, I'm going to ride with Odegaard and Sakai. I really enjoy watching the two of them play. And I think Odegaard's got a little something left in the tank for FPL returns. Yeah. And, you know, they, I mean, they have a pretty nice run in as well. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with you on Saka. I mean, honestly, Saka is, you know, I, I'm sort of in the top five ish in a lot of the mini leagues that I'm in. And honestly, not having Saka down the stretch here is probably what's going to cost me uh, first place in some of these leagues. It was just a, um, you know, the, the, almost every year I feel like when you have, a pretty good, but not quite great season. It's because there's some, some player who you yeah. just didn't get and then didn't. And then you sort of convince yourself that it was too late to get them and it actually wasn't. Sure. And then, and then it kind of is too late because you just, you, because they just have accrued so many returns, you know, so is it, is it too late now? I mean, you're, you, you sound fearful of what Sokka's is going to do, but yeah, like, you still believe even saying what you're saying that it's too late to get Sokka. Well, it's, I don't think it's too late. I mean, but Given my squad, I, I, it, it's the problem is I have other problems to fix, you know, mm-hmm. and this is it's one of the reasons I didn't bring him in in game week 33. I was planning to bring him in in game week 33 and then Lacazette got COVID or, you know, at the time they didn't really know it was just, he was sick and it wasn't revealed before that game week started, but you know, it sounded like he wasn't going to play in either match. And so I had to bring in somebody for him. And so I didn't want to burn in another minus four, you know, mm-hmm. um, for, for Saka. And so. You know, I think that was, you know, so it's, yeah, this is what often happens, though, is you don't bring in that player just because there's 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 other fires to put out, other injuries to yeah. to resolve. And so, um, yeah, and I think that, you know, what we what what hasn't worked recently for Arsenal is the is the defense. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, Tomiyasu yeah. finally finally came back. So maybe, you know, if he starts next week over over Cedric or maybe you move Cedric to the left. I think that's a possibility. Maybe that tightens things up a little bit. Cedric has been. I thought it was a strange signing, even though they signed him as a backup. He kind of seemed like easily past his prime at Southampton. But he was, I thought he was incredible against Manchester United. I think he's done much better than Tavares easily, who was terrible, even though he got the goal. But I I wonder if Ramsdale is even the bigger concern. Just, I think Ramsdale is a great goalkeeper for Arsenal long-term, but fantasy-wise this season, I feel like he's kind of, reverting a little bit back to the mean uh not making incredible herculean saves like he was earlier in the season he's let a few soft goals in which you know it just it is what it is but i think it's kind of exposing how we maybe inflated our view of arsenal defense yeah that yeah that's interesting i mean maybe yeah he he, like i think of that amazing save uh and madison um you know from the winter time and yeah yeah i mean that that's you know and it's sort of interesting because in some ways it's like they've they've tightened up the defense a little bit so much more stable now with gabriel and ben white and so it's like he's not kind of racking up as many saves but it seems Mm -hmm. like they, they still are you know conceding a fair amount honestly it's just the the fullback spot has just been such a um, it's just so unsettled. I mean, we talked about the Chelsea too, right? It's just like, if your fullbacks aren't, yeah. it's just like Liverpool are so fortunate to have had Trent and Rabo for years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, not only because yeah. they're great, but also because they just like have stayed healthy for so long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is like, obviously like 
the whole defense there, Van Dyke and Allison, just like just behind them. It's yep. incredibly lucky. But last thing I would say on Arsenal, just going back to Odegaard and then Ben White, even like enjoy it while it lasts. Odegaard is currently 5.6 million in the game. Ben White, 4.5, 4.6. These guys are so cheap, I think, compared to teams that are so much farther down the table and less competitive in fantasy. Uh, so I will miss these price tags because I think both yeah. of these guys are going to be uh, useless <laughs> next season unless yeah, like, Arsenal yeah. gets remarkably That's better. That's true. Ben White's going to be up to at least five, if not five point five. I mean, yeah. maybe just five. Honestly, I think I think you probably put him in that Connor Cody territory because he just mm-hmm. doesn't score enough. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a single attacking return here. Odegaard, what do you think? He's. I mean, is I'm, he? I'm not as enamored with Odegaard as you, honestly. Okay. I mean, All I right. mean, I mean, I, I mean, so, as, as a player, but as a fantasy asset. I, you know, what I really want is for the left side to get the, the, the left side situation to get resolved, like for them to find a way to, to either play Martinelli and, um, and, um, Smith row together or, yeah. or, or pick one. I don't know, you know, cause it's like, I feel like there's, there, there are goals coming from that left side, but yeah. it's, it's so unstable right now that really fantasy wise, you just can't have any of those players. And I, I think, I just think like Odegaard, it's. I mean, he scored that great goal. Um, was it in the Palace game uh, a couple weeks ago? That like screamer from from outside the box. But I feel like in general, I just don't feel like he's quite like like you said. I mean, it's like I don't actually. You know what? It's it, maybe next season if there's if they if they get a quality forward. I feel like that might. You know, you talk about Kevin De Bruyne. It's like there's there's players in the box, you know, who can do something with with De Bruyne sure. crosses. You know, and with with Arsenal right now, I mean, Lacazette if he gets the ball in the box is plan is just to pass it out you know um and get and, it and, out and, of the box immediately yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 you know and and, and kitty uh, i'm just not as like um I, I you know he's just like your classic like kind of cheap player who emerges for a couple of weeks i mean you know he actually had a great chance that he could have you know day made a great save um mm-hmm. on him today but i i don't I, I just don't trust him down the stretch here um i mean I just think Lacazette's going to end up getting a couple of starts as well. And um, mm-hmm. unless you're going to play Enkidia on the right, which they've done a couple of times this season, um, I just think that um, they're going to be fighting for a spot. And I just don't want to deal with that kind of um, chaos down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. So Arsenal, it seems like we know what the story is there. We know who the players are, mainly Bakaya Saka. And to see him score two pens in two game weeks, dubious as they may be, is is great for him, great for great for owners. And they El Nenny steps steps in, uh, helps the spine with Partey's absence. Yeah. Uh that's that's that. So shall we move on to uh Villa, <laughs> a yeah. team that won won no hearts. This, this weekend i know was- ashley ashley young you remarked josh he was like spending half the match on the ground uh, yeah i don't know what I mean, he was credit up to. to him you know i mean they you know but it was, it was sort of yeah you wanted a little more just because i mean lester we're playing um you know just right right now rogers is rotating so much um and just really all in on that europa conferencing possibly trying to avoid um <laughs> making the europa conferencing next year yeah 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 exactly uh so, you know, but I mean, Villa have a terrific, outside of game week 38, where they play Man City away, they have a great next three weeks. They play Norwich at home, 
and then they've got a double. I mean, I, I suppose that their their first double is a little tricky. They play Burnley away in Liverpool, uh, but then they play uh, Crystal Palace and Burnley again, Brendan. The rare double, the rare um, two double game weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How how strange is that? Like uh, Burnley mm-hmm. twice. So um, so Villa have five matches in the next two game weeks, and so I'm in a situation right now where. I have to decide, even though Watkins did very little in that match we saw yesterday, he mm-hmm. was active. He was involved. You know? Yeah, he had the bulk yeah. of the chances. He blew them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he blew and- them all. So how do you yeah, how do we feel about him blowing them all? He's cheap. You know, I could move Chris Wood to Watkins very easily. I I think it's a it's it's a risk worth taking, and I think I have to sort of back up my feelings on Watkins. Last season and the start of the season, I think this is his level. I think the un- the instability at Villa has just not suited him because I think yeah. he was looking pretty good last season when things were just stable and yeah. he fit in. And I've kind of been shocked to see him uh, fall away this season. So I I wonder if you just get him in the right form, just mm-hmm. and it, it's it's worth a risk, right? Particularly. No, not a lot of managers are going to be bringing in Watkins into their fantasy team. I think that's an opportunity with these two doubles. Yeah. Po- possibly smartly, you know, to their, <laughs> but I, I think it's worth it. I mean, we, we talked about having like no, like no strong forward options here. And uh, I mean, I don't know, like Gabriel Jesus, is he suddenly on the table, Brendan, after, after his uh, hat trick yeah. plus one? What do, you, what do you call four goals? Is there a term for that? You call it a, a haul, perhaps? A haul, a four goal <laughs> haul. <laughs> yeah. I think that is actually the term, the hockey term for four goals is a haul. Um, is that right? I, oh, interesting. I very well could be wrong about that. But um, you just call it uh, madness, particularly if you're Gab Jesus. But I, he was incredible in that Watford match, like Aguero esque. And that was a performance from a player who has just been told, uh, you're free. You get to go play. You get next season. You get to go start every match for a team. That's not Manchester city. That, that's <laughs> yeah, what I, I read into that true. performance. I know it's like one of those things like in hindsight, you're like, Oh, I guess this would have been the week to, to bring him in. You know, it's a, you knew somebody was going to go off against Watford. And I guess I, I had no players in that game. So for me, it was like, that was like the dream, the dream. I was, I of, I guess yeah. Kevin DeBrun, whose ownership is still pretty low. I was like, all right, like if Jesus goes off and they concede a goal, that is like, honestly, they could have conceded two or three. It was a strange match for, for yeah. Man City. Uh, well, we were loving that Rodri, the Shaolin soccer goal where he actually <laughs> leaps off the crumpled body of De Bruyne to scissor kick, <laughs> backflip a goal into yeah. the upper 90. Very uh, strong so, goal. Yeah. Kudos to Rodri. Yeah. So outside of, uh, I mean, Coutinho is an interesting pl- uh, player at this point, uh, fantasy wise. I mean, he's kind of, kind of you know, he's, he, he's explosive. Like we know that he can do, you know, he had 23 points in game week 28, right? He had uh, two goals and an assist. Uh, he is his blank- shirt number two. Yeah. That, oh, that, there you go. He matched his yeah. <laughs> symmetry. Um, but he has blanked in five consecutive matches now. Uh, they have not been the easiest matches, but still five yeah. consecutive blanks is uh, a little disheartening. And so yes. I'm not sure he's like in that weird spot now where it's like you, if you have him, you keep him. If yeah. you don't have him, you probably just avoid him. I feel like that's, you know, it's hard to recommend him mm-hmm. given we don't kind of know what we're getting with Villa. It's like, I'm, I'm glad that I have him, but I can in good conscience tell people to bring him in, you know, it's a yeah. weird, weird spot there. You know? I'm with you. 
Coutinho is a hold, not a buy. And I'm going to stick my neck out and say Watkins, he might be the forthcoming of yep. Veghorst. Yep. Go, you, you could draw a straight line from Veghorst to Chris Wood to Timo Werner to Ali Watkins. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, he's actually scored transfers. like three yeah. goals in the last uh, seven game weeks. So, you know, that that's not as quite as horrifying as I, as I think. And yeah, yeah. I, I, as, as stated, we see opportunity. And I mean, what about the defense? Do we, do we like or dislike the defense for Villa? I, mostly dislike, I think. Mostly right? dislike. Yeah. Maybe on a game week 37 free hit, if you had it, you know, I think that you could, yeah. you know, Palace and Burnley at home. Um, I mean, I think Coutinho kind of falls in that category too. I like him on a free hit, maybe not in 36 so much, but if you're, if you're free yeah. hit in 37, but to waste a transfer on him when you could have Mount or, or Saka, if you didn't have him already, you know, yeah. like, there's just like, uh, I feel like, you know, Kulisevsky, I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably rank Kulisevsky higher than, than, um, than Coutinho at this point too. Um, yeah. you know, he's also cheaper and, um, they have a double as well. So yeah, I think it's, um, you know, the defense, I, I would just, it's just a total avoid for me. Um, yeah. so let's move on to Brentford who are an interesting spot because they are playing quite well, but they, and they, and they're actually like some players that you would like would would you would consider having, especially uh, at Ivan Tony. But they don't have any doubles, and it's like almost practically every team in the Premier League has some doubles coming up, except for Brentford. And so it makes it kind of hard to recommend them down the stretch here. It feels like you got some cash from Grandpa, and you go down to the store and you come back with uh, some stuff, and your Grandpa's like, "So what did you get at the store?" And you show him what you got and grandpa just gives you this look of like, my, you have so much to learn. You just bought a bunch of crap that uh, is of no value. Um, so I, I generally agree Brentford are yeah, fine. They're in good form, okay. but it's, it's crap that your grandpa would not approve of you buying. <laughs> How about game week 38 leads at home? Cheeky captain Ivan Tony. Right? Well, okay, they could that, both be like yeah. you know, could be like a celebratory. We're coming back next year. Sure. Yeah, um, you know, Leeds aren't going to have a lot to play for their defense, even the best of times. Leeds are good. Leeds should be fine. Um, you know, sort of a lot like you know, anything goes. And I think that in general, Gaming Thirty Eight is a great spot to go a little crazy with your with your captaincy. And so I think that could be, you know, Ivan Tony could that, that could be the one week you you target. Him done I will not dismiss this idea out of hand. That's what I'll say about that. Okay. All right. Because if I bring in Watkins and they, then, you know, Villa play uh, Man City away in Gaming 38. So Watkins to, Watkins to Tony, it would be like okay. a great, you know, Gaming 38 transfer. I, so, you know, yeah. I'll just say because because I was going hard on Watkins was in our Villa chat. I'm into this idea. Watkins to Tony. It's a plan. Let's let's do it. Yeah. And Brian Abomo, who we, we've all sort of, you know, uh, talked about as this kind of frustrating player in the end of the day, at the end of the day. Wow. Just total cliche here for me. Uh, at the end of the at the end of the we day, we were Brandon, just talking about Ishigiru and remains of the day. So that's you true. Know. Yeah. Uh, four goals and seven assists. He's crossed the hundred point mark, 110 points in the season for him. Uh, and uh, he has a, a 13 point return, and a nine point return in the last uh, four matches. So, you know, just. Shout out to Mbomo. Next year, he's going to be probably a little too expensive. Probably coming yeah. at six point five, and we'll, you know, won't be able to talk about him anymore. But um, yeah, he said he's, you know, and I, Ivan Tony. I wonder what his. I guess I'll probably just stay at the same price. I think he'll come in at 
six five again next year. Maybe maybe he gets a bump to seven. Christian Erickson for fun. You're talking about the chaos of game week 38. Yeah, uh, that could be fun too. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, he's, like- he's, he's delivering. I, I, I wondered how much of a novelty it would be for him coming to Brentford. And it's turned out to be actually a transformative yeah. signing for Brentford, a team that was yeah. just looked like they couldn't win a game. So I, he looks really uh, happy out there too. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, credit to, credit to him. Hey listeners, Brandon here. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. During the last two years, my work schedule, my life schedule, my diet, basically everything has been thrown into chaos. I'm sure some of you can relate. A few weeks ago, Athletic Greens sent me this amazing starter pack and I've been using their product AG1 each morning and I love it. I started taking AG1 in the mornings because I don't really have a real breakfast routine and now I have a quick and easy habit that I'm building to start my mornings. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1 and it really does taste good, it has this sort of tropical flavor, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I started commuting to the office again, so I've actually been putting my AG1 scoop with about 12 ounces of water into this bottle that comes with their kit, and it's easy to grab, shake, and run out the front door, and I'm on my way to have a great day. A subscription to AG1 costs less than $3 a day, way cheaper than my cold brew habit. And for every purchase, this is great. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S., Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash cheating. This is a deal special for always cheating listeners. Again, that site is athleticgreens.com slash cheating to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, well, let's move on to Brighton. Yeah, so again, Game Week 38. We'll, we'll, we'll hold off on our Brentford chat for, for yeah. like, like three more weeks because they're, they're yeah. just not they, – we can't quite talk about them when they don't have any any really key matches for the next few weeks. Uh, Brighton concede two goals to Southampton today. Uh, what do we like? What do we don't like about Brighton? I don't know. Nothing, I don't like I don't anything, anything about like. Brighton, Joshua. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Come right out and say it. I know. Is there anything nice we can say here, Brandon? Um, it's tricky. Uh, it, it is tricky. I mean, everything that we used to like about Brighton, you know, they were they were organized. They they played relatively good defense. It it just all seems so fluky with them. I mean, for them to be so tight um, and disciplined against Spurs, who are an incredible attacking form, and that yeah. game against Southampton was just a, a mess. It was a total mess yeah. at home, no less. So I, they're, they're just a team that's too um, up and down, black and white. I, yeah. I, I'm not feeling them at all at fantasy-wise. Trossard has come on and played reasonably well uh, the last few weeks. Um, Tech returns at three of his last four. He's, you know, he's a little too expensive at $6 million. I mean, again, you just, you just can't recommend bringing in anybody on this team, uh, even, you know, just, I mean, uh, you know, and they're kind of in that same category as Brentford where they just, they don't have any doubles. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's especially hard to, it's to no big them. fantasy upside with this team, you know, yeah. you know, even if, even if you, so, okay. Uh, the cheaters don't like Brighton, fine, whatever. Maybe there isn't, maybe there's still an advantage there. The problem yeah. is you're saying, Josh, Betas. is there's just, there's yeah. still no advantage uh, because they don't have doubles. Right. So I think that they need like a Dimitri Pyatt type you know yeah. i feel like that's that that's like what needs to happen for for them they need to they need to bring in some like yeah. talismanic free kick master i feel like that's really yeah. what brighton are missing right now and then we yeah. can all kind of fall you know they need a mishu brandon you know <laughs> <laughs> it, it it should be pascal gross but pascal gross is like the version of dimitri Payet that is just i mean yeah. get this guy some uppers he's so he's, he's so <laughs> down if you think so, fantasy podcasts are negative, just look at Pascal Gross. My God, I know, I know. We're trying to keep it positive here. I, I said something <laughs> nice about Leandro Trossard, so I we kept it. We kept we kept to our sure. to our goal here. He's a wizard, so, that Trossard. Love him. Burnley suddenly I, I, firing <laughs> Sean Dyche, which I thought was was a. I mean, it's a little bit like Bielsa, like two yeah. moves that I, you know, man on the outside disapproved of, both of sure. which have worked out. I mean, honestly, I mean, I guess if they go down, maybe it's pointless, but they've given themselves a real chance here. And I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, they, they've had, you know, a couple, a couple relatively easy matches, I suppose, but it's hard to imagine if Deitch was still there that they would have taken seven from nine, you know, in yeah. the last three, it's just, you know, and so they, they have, uh, they play Watford away, Villa at home, Villa away, uh, the week after that, they have a, they have a, they have a, a mediocre double in 37. They play mm-hmm. Spurs away, Villa away. And then they, they close the season with Newcastle at home. Newcastle are going to have nothing to play for now. So Wood versus Veghorst. It's going to be like when, uh, 
when McFly meets himself in the future in Back to the Future 2. I'm not <laughs> sure they can be, both be on the be field weird, at the same time. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I feel like Veghorst has a lot more intensity than Wood, though. You know, it's he Wood does. is like the the he's like the 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 you know, you know what he is? He's I mean he's the Kiwi. Sure. He's 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 a Kiwi, you know, it's just he's much more laid back. And, and Veghorst is a German. It's like they they're living up to their he's, uh, Veghorst is Dutch though, cliche. isn't he? Is he Dutch? Oh, right. He came, yeah. came from the Bundesliga. Well, anyway. Yeah, let's, sure. Let's, let's, let's he, he, he's a Dutch man uh, forged in the flames of the Bundesliga. my weird cliched. Uh, anyway, so here's, uh, here's I like what I like, Josh. Yeah, what I like yeah. about Burnley is the fact that Cornet is injured or whatever and was not in the team. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is actually going to serve to benefit Vidra, you know. You know, he's not going to win any, he's yeah. not going to win you anything, but, um, McNeil's I think he's played really well. McNeil's back. Yeah. He's probably yeah. the player that, that needed dice out the most for confidence so. or whatever. But yeah. I did like how Veghorst and Vidra were playing the, you know, the big man, little man striker partnership, the way Cornet, who was probably playing a little wider than Vidra is, it just yeah. worked. It, yeah. it, it worked really well against yeah. wolves so i i i yeah i think we should remain positive i i i knew in the moment of selling big horse for chris wood that it was just a classic comeback to bite you move mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah so it, having big horse josh how much with with a double on the horizon you feel like you're keeping big horse for the on for the I rest probably, of the season i probably will yeah. i mean you know it's like I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, they play they play Watford away in thirty five, so that's a mm-hmm. great fixture. They play um, they play Villa at home in thirty six. I mean, that's fine, fine. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I'll bench it depending on you know how how my double game week because it's a double game week. But you know, regardless, and then thirty seven, they they have a double, and then thirty eight, Newcastle at home. I mean, I don't really see any reason to yeah. to, to to drop them. And so uh, you know, I think the interesting thing now is you know is Vidro worth a little punt now you know i mean the, the problem is he's only started the one you know but maybe given that it worked maybe here and some more starts it's very it's very think, it's hard to say i think I so yeah i i predict i mean if you're a manager and i will not commit the caretaker manager's mem- name to memory but if you're in that situation you're just gonna stick with whatever worked yesterday right. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I can't in good conscience recommend Vood Veghorst after all the things we've said uh, the last couple of weeks. It's a weird sure. spot. It's yeah. a little bit like Coutinho maybe where you're like, well, if you have him, great. I mean, because I, I, I guess Vidra, if you had to have Vidra or Nketiah, I guess I'd go Nketiah. It just feels mm-hmm. like that's a little more. Go with the better team. Yeah, exactly. Go with the better team. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, Rodriguez just doesn't, doesn't, you know, we, 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 they, we know the book on, on Jay Rodriguez. We wrote it. We, we wrote the book. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, and the, the defensively is, it is kind of interesting. I mean, you know, Pope has now kept back to back clean sheets. He's so expensive, but again, free at 37, maybe an option. I don't Do know. It. Like it's, you know, I wish they weren't both away matches. That's the only thing that makes it a little bit tricky. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, it's just, there's there's a weird it's a weird spot right now where it's it's sort of if you have if you have some of their players keep them and if not I would probably not recommend bringing anybody in for the for the final four weeks here. Yeah, fair enough. Which brings us to Chelsea, which is another sort of uh, head yeah. scratcher. Um, yeah. What do we do? We've loaded up on Chelsea players we're for all, this. We're double. all loaded up now, right? Everyone, we're larded with Chelsea assets <laughs> yeah, right exactly. now, and I feel as much. I feel gross. <laughs> um, I feel immobile. 
Uh-huh. I feel I feel like I need some antacid. Um, I I don't know. It, it's I mean, it's just another schizophrenic team, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, but you look at these fixtures: Everton uh, trash, then a double. <laughs> Uh, the following week, Wolves leads pretty good. Great, great double. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by Lester and Watford. So, it's you know, given how, how my tummy hurts, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't see how I get rid of the these guys. Now, I'm double. I'm just doubled up. I've got Reese James and Kai Havertz. Yeah. Um, a triple up feels a little too rich given what we've what we've seen of late from Chelsea. Would you agree? I mean, Reese James can we just get rid of this guy already? <laughs> yeah. Can he go? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I think we have to wait until Thursday, see if he plays. Uh, they, I mean, they need, they need him to play. Honestly, if, if they, I mean, you know, going to get him ready for the FA cup final. I, it's just going to be tricky. I mean, the FA cup final is the only thing they really have to play for, especially now that they won today's match. They're kind of, they're kind of should be, I can't imagine they, they don't, you know, at least, at least hold on to fourth place. If it it should, should be third. Um, so, you know, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just tricky. I mean, and Rudiger is supposed to come back to training on Tuesday. So, um, that should stabilize, um, the defense, uh, you know, quite, quite a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, it could be a really great stretch defensively, uh, for them if, if they get Rudiger and James back and playing. Um, and so it's, I, I think up front is where it's tricky because um, I mean, I think that, you know, if there was any doubt about Havertz versus Mount, I feel like today's match really answered that question, right? Mount is, is the player that you want. And, yeah. you know, team of Werner is going to do his team of Werner thing and just, and just miss. Uh, I mean, he had that, I don't know, that moment where he sort of had the ball and kind of waited like a second tee long hit the side netting. I don't know if you remember that yeah, early I on. Do. And yeah. And it was just like, it's just, you're like, just feels like he should be. I always feel <laughs> like, like I've seen yeah, this easy, before. Easy for me to say sitting here in my chair talking to you, but it just feels yeah. like he should, you know, whatever. He's making millions of dollars to play football. I, I'm allowed. Everybody's to fine, Josh. Don't worry games. about They're it. All fine. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Mount, Mount is the better pick. The reason fantasy managers would have brought Hoverts in is because, He's just um, he's the chaos engine for fantasy where right. I, the, the issue with the eye test on him is that you don't you're not seeing uh, what he does until you see an end result. Um, he's yeah. constantly just trying to find that pocket of space to be he's doing the Gabriel Jesus thing where he's just trying to be at when when he's central. He's just trying to be at the end of every move. He's trying to be the punctuation at the end of every Chelsea sentence and they just can't really uh, that's this is a super labored metaphor i get that (laughs) um but um so yeah mount is just guaranteed to be a little bit more involved fantasy wise i just think that marcus alonso is probably the one single player worth chasing fantasy wise for the rest of the season had some chances could have scored today um yeah super involved um yeah kicking myself a little bit that i didn't go even more all in with my moves and just and just captain um alonzo i I did i did vice captain him but um i didn't quite i just thought Salah. i just thought he'd play and uh, i thought that i i guess what i wasn't expecting was everton to play for a nil nil quite so quite so aggressively in the first half of that game you know just i mean richarlison what can you say i mean it's just like I, I i was at the point today where i was like you know what just culturally i i can't grasp it like just in in you know 
the way, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, it's like his, it's just a totally different approach, you know, the sort of play acting. I think with Richarlison, you know, it's beyond the whole, oh, South American dark arts stuff. He's, he's in another world and no one wants to live in that <laughs> world with him. So it's like, just, whatever. It's annoying. It is like, it really is. And it's, I, it's, it I just makes, loved, I loved how Liverpool were just, just like, this is this is stupid. Like we're yeah. gonna play around this guy's corpse. Uh, yeah. We don't care because yeah. yeah. um, everything's just, fine. I mean, he's done it for so many years too, right? I mean, yeah. the book is totally out in him. But anyway, they they won, so whatever. It doesn't matter now. But um, yeah, I mean, let's let's. Well, we're gonna get there in a second. So let's. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so I think that um, I think Werner. I feel like I maybe dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Um, it's hard to talk about them without the, without this Thursday match having taken place yeah. yet. But I, I think that Pulisic will start on Thursday. I think he should. Um, and uh, you know, if he had a good performance, maybe he becomes like a a dark horse fantasy asset down the stretcher. It feels like Tuchel is is sort of trying some different players out right now. He had some comment about it. I was like, oh yeah, like he uh he wasn't getting as many minutes because he went to uh North America to play uh in the okay, uh, cool. like, Give me a Thomas. Break, man. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah didn't Tiago Silva did for Brazil too, right? It's like yeah, it's ridiculous. So yes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's move on to uh Crystal Palace. I think well I mean first of all I like you know, we, we've been kind of big on them all year. I like what they've done with the club. Mm-hmm. I think looking at it through a fantasy lens, I, they've been a little tricky this year. You know, it's been tricky to find the right players, yeah. the right, you know, outside of, outside of Conor yeah. Gallagher, who's been sure. Been and that, that moment seems to have passed. And yeah, I think palace can justifiably sort of take it to a lower gear here. They worked really hard during the first you know, half to three quarters of the season. And yep. um, I think that they, they can comfortably just start thinking about how they want to approach next season. And how could they possibly negotiate a contract with Connor Gallagher? I'm guessing not, but um, I think, but I, yeah, there are no, there, so. the problem with palace fantasy wise is there's never apart from Gallagher been a consistently reliable um, um, attacking asset. You yeah. want it to be Zaha. It hasn't been Mateta. Yeah. No, that, that didn't work. Eduard, yeah. that was pre Mateta, uh, Olise. Uh, they, they just, they've all had moments, but nobody's strung anything together. So yeah. as we look at just four more game weeks in the season, there's no justifiable reason, nor do I think there's an advantage to getting any palace player. Well, I think that Zaha deserves a shout. Um, and, you know, it's, I mean, game week 37, um, they they play uh, Villa and Everton away. Uh, I would expect them to score in both those matches. And he, he, he'd he be the one, I guess. He's got, you know, 11, 11 goals on the season. Um, well, let me, let me put it. Yeah. Let's, let's do yeah. an either or here, Josh. Yeah. So you've got Coutinho. And I think we're talking about the same spot in your fantasy team. Would yeah. you take Coutinho or Zaha? Yeah, if I was like on a free hit, would I take sure. Coutinho or yeah. Zaha? I think in 37, which is where you'd want Zaha, I would take Coutinho just because both those matches are home and Zaha is away in those mm-hmm. two. I, you know, you could maybe consider like Havertz to someone like Zaha could maybe make sense sure. in, yeah. in 30 and 37, uh, yeah. just cause Chelsea double in 36 and then, and then 
Doan in 37. So that you know, something like that could maybe make sense. Uh, Kulisevsky, maybe, you know, uh, maybe I'd up for, although, although he doubles in 37 as well. So Zion would be the only one. And then I think uh, defensively, I mean, they just have a, uh, I mean, uh, you know, they've been stronger than, than we probably have given them credit for. I mean, they, uh, you know, kept uh, Man City and Arsenal scoreless at home the last couple of weeks. Um only conceded one away to Newcastle last week. They, mm-hmm. they, they have their moments, but again, it's just like, are we really on solo style? Yeah. It, it's like, it's so funny. It's like, I feel like if I, if I had a free hit, like there's so many players that I would consider and maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you grab, you know, if you, if you just need like an enabler, like maybe you grab a, a Tyreek Mitchell, you know, a Tyreek Mitchell just for, you know, yeah. for a, a bench spot or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I go Gahey over Mitchell sure. though. I like, um, Mitchell Gahey is uh, much more a threat on set pieces with two goals this season. I think yeah. both on corners. So yeah. And um, so by the time people listen to this podcast, it'll be they're playing tomorrow. So this will either sound great or dumb, depending on uh, how, they, how things shake out. If they lose, if they win, I'm five guessing nil, great, lose five Josh. Nil. Yeah, I, that's true. I'm sure it'll sound great. <laughs> uh, all right, Everton. Okay, so obviously there are things we don't like here, Brandon. But to start positively. This is how I'm going to talk during this section because I have to (laughs) hold my nose because uh, they're so stinky. I know. it's So they play Chelsea at home in in 35. Obviously not great. Uh, They play – they have doubles in 36 and 37. And their 37 double is actually quite good. They play uh, Brentford and Crystal Palace at home. Anthony Gordon was awesome today. Did not ultimately – was not able to score a goal, but he was a terror. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. basically just tripped him because he was just like yeah. running, running around him so much, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, the commentary put it nicely where Trent just had to commit to a yellow. And that was, that was the sole intention though. He barely, he barely touched Gordon, but Gordon, I, what I like about Gordon, uh, God, I'm going to sound like Lee Dixon here or something like that, but you <laughs> put him up, up against, um, Richarlison where, Gordon was riding challenges because Gordon was trying to um, see a wider picture of, of the pitch. And, you know, he was like, the only way we're going to score against a team like Liverpool is to try and break through a couple of tackles and open up some space. Uh, We're not going to score in a set piece uh, with the losers we have on this team. Yeah. So uh, I'm with you. I, I'm, I've been really impressed with Gordon and, and just how he's risen to this level. One thing I like about him too is that he, because he's so cheap, I think his price right now is four, it's 4.6 million, but because they have these doubles in 36, 37, I actually think he's good enough to start. So if you, both those game weeks. So if yeah. you were in a spot where you were trying to figure out how do I have, you know, Salah, Kane and KDB or something like that, right? Like some like really expensive combination of players. I think having someone like, Gordon just starting yep. the 4.5 million guy and maybe you have like Ramsey from Villa as well as your other yeah. cheap player. And you can maybe you can rotate them a little bit if you needed to. I think that sort of, that's what makes him appealing is he does help fund like a man, like especially man city who are just like a hard, hard to get sometimes because they're so expensive. Yeah. So I think that the Gordon would be the only one I don't, can we, is there anyone else on Everton we'd even consider? It was nice to see Andre Gray start in this Derby and I didn't think he was bad. No. He had one shot that was <clears throat> rifled at the upper left corner. Uh, but unfortunately, he just hasn't seen enough minutes under Lampard for us to confidently say so. But 
yeah. he's just one player I think of. I guess, I guess, despite what we've said about Richarlison, he is that higher ceiling differential uh, in a double game week. And, yeah. and with Calvert Lewin basically being totally crocked, he's going to yeah. play every minute. God, I know. I actually wonder if I can get over my own personal bias and br- and bring him in. That would be like that's when something we've talked about a lot this season is like how much that your personal biases can, can sure. hurt your fantasy game, you know. And here's I, another fifty fifty for you, Josh. Yeah. Uh, Watkins or Richarlison? Don't do this to me. Don't don't you dare. <laughs> Not you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, like good no, I'm going to make you look like a fool one way or another. Well, I mean, I guess I would. I mean, you know, Watkins has actually outscored Richarlison on the season, um, just just barely. I think Watkins yeah. has uh, eight goals to yep. to Richarlison seven. So I will go with the premier goal scorer, Brandon. Very I'll good. Go with Ali Watkins. <laughs> They're like exactly the same price. It doesn't, you know, there's not a lot between them. Uh, all right, Leeds, tricky stretch here obviously they play they play tomorrow so we'll see what they look like jesse marsh is right of the ship but the next three they're a little bit like brentford or whatever where it's like maybe like in that last the last match or two you could consider that but man city arsenal chelsea mm-hmm. in in 35 and 36 i mean they're just kind of off the table fantasy wise right i agree i mean i couldn't even tell you what their defensive starting lineup has been the last month i've been so far removed from the stakes there and do you still have Rafinha I don't still have Rafinha no um I think most of us got out while the getting was good and if you're not out now is the time because <laughs> I mean I, I, I I'm thrilled that Jesse Marsh was able to kind of make it work and I think just given how close it's going to be between Burnley and Everton Leeds will just by a hair be be safe and unthreatened so I, I just don't think the stakes are high enough uh, for these picks, it leads to be interesting fantasy wise. Yeah. I, I, again, it's, it's so interesting, like down the stretch here. I mean, you know, last year you had probably five or six different players from, from leads that you could consider down the stretch. I mean, Jack Harrison had made a big run and, um, obviously had Bamford and, and even, even, uh, Melier, right. He was like a, you know, sure. Interesting totally. goalkeeper option down the stretch. He was the heir to Pope's throne for a while there. Yeah, and now it's it's Rafinha or nobody, and I think because the fixtures are so tough, um, again maybe uh, in thirty eight, if you want to, I don't know, I, I don't I don't know what this like like team I'm inventing is. Maybe like somebody has a free hit in thirty eight, or it's like I don't know who has like room to do like all of these transfers I'm proposing for thirty eight. But yeah. if you do, you know, maybe you, you consider uh, consider Rafinha for that. Uh, but otherwise, there's just not too much to say here fantasy wise. Um, let's let's hope that we get like a little bit of a reset with Leeds next season. I hope Bamford comes back and starts playing again. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope Leeds beats Crystal Palace so they can just be free and clear. I mean, right now they're yeah. just two points ahead of Burnley. Yeah, um, it got like a little close all of a sudden, didn't it? It was like, I thought it was like only Burnley and Everton. And then you're like, wait, like Leeds yeah. could actually still yeah. go down here. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. you know, it's a little hairy. Good good luck all you Leeds supporters out there where I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Exactly. I hope they, hope they, uh, they, finish the job. All right. So that brings us to Lester and man. Oh man, Brandon, did you, when when my, my face, when I saw that Harvey Barnes did not start this weekend, I wonder if I have to actually move him now. I mean, they have, they have doubles in 36 and 37. Like they have, like, I don't want to do this, but unless they lose in the Europa conference league, I, I might have to, they play on Thursday of this week. And so does Barnes, 
not play again this weekend? I mean, it's like, I don't know what is happening. I don't know. Does he even start? Uh, the, the, the bigger concern with him not starting against Aston Villa is, is he just not a preferred player under Rodgers at this point? Because I, I think you were shocked, like a lot of people, because he doesn't have a ton of minutes um, over the last yeah. few weeks under his belt. And you'd it's think if... He he needs a little yeah. bit of rhythm. He needs some minutes. Yeah, score the only goal in a one nil win at midweek. Like uh-huh. you know, it comes on in the eighty fifth minute of a nil nil. Like uh, shocked he didn't come on in like the fifty eighth minute or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like just you know, just because he brings a lot of energy and and pace. But so yeah. I, I don't really know what to do with him right now. I mean, they play they play Spurs away. But now that it's not even about the fixtures at this point with them, it's about whether we think Rogers will start these guys and um you know like madison started today so if he starts uh midweek then you have to assume that madison will not start this weekend and maybe that's the one that barnes starts and then you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's just and then they'll play the second leg of the uh europa league the following week and so you know and so but but it's you don't really want to be dropping these players because game week 36 everton norwich at home terrific Game week 37, Watford, Chelsea away. You know, the Watford match is good enough that the Chelsea one's just kind of gravy. You get a couple extra points, you know, just yeah. like from starts maybe. Right. Uh, and then and then Southampton is their final match, which is a, you know, really nice game week 38 fixture. So yeah. it's uh, – so, you know, I I don't really know. I mean, defensively, would you consider anybody now? They have, they have looked a little bit stronger uh, the last couple of weeks. I think the only guy is Schmeichel. Schmeichel is because uh, this f- fixture congestion that you're talking about yeah. is going to plague virtually Estonia, every player. Yeah. And the- Schmeichel will play every match. So I, I think he's the guy. Uh, it, it's, yeah. The whole, the whole team, it's, it's between Schmeichel and Madison. And if they like, for instance, go two goals to nil up against Roma in this for the first part of this tie on Thursday. I'm like, get rid of everybody but Schmeichel in your fantasy team who plays for Leicester. <laughs> yeah, I am worried too. I really am. Like a one-one. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a one-one, and it's just going to make yeah, everything totally chaotic. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I would probably not recommend bringing anybody in from Leicester, even though they've got yeah. the two doubles now. And I. Yep. Well, at least consider dropping Barnes this week, uh, just because I I don't want the stress of the next couple of weeks. It's it just stinks. It's just, it's just you know. But if they lose, if they if they if they lose to Roma, then he probably will get some start. But again, I'm like talking myself in circles here. Madison would be Madison would be the pick. I mean, Barnes yeah. worked out for me in 34, so I'm not gonna or 33, so I'm not gonna uh, complain. I you know worked out. I got 12 points from him in that game week. So, you know, anytime you get double digit return, it's a, it's a plus, but, uh, but yeah, just moving forward, I feel a little, um, like he's, uh, damaged FPL goods. And, yep. uh, so I'm kind of, I'm trying to avoid him. All right, let's move on to Liverpool. What we like everything. Oh, me likey yeah. <laughs> Liverpool. Every time I have a bad week, Josh, Liverpool shows up and lifts me up. So look a little uh, bit better. And I appreciate yep. that about them. Uh, Robertson has totally just, he's been fantastic second half of the season. If that was, yeah. you know, one thing, you, if you could go back and, and do it again, it'd be to bring yeah. in him around game week 22. Uh, I mean, just his returns from 22 on are incredible. 12, yeah. 11, 6, 7, didn't play in the Norwich match. 13, 6, 6, 12, 6, 
zero six fifteen. Like yeah. that is an wow. insane run. Yeah. Uh, really, really crazy. And uh, yeah, and he had a great goal celebration today too. I mean, I, you know, even though it was hurting my fantasy team, like I had to admire the great goal celebration. He's sure. really, really fired up. <laughs> I could see you sitting on your couch just nodding approvingly at your television. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had, I camped in solace. I was like, well, I got the double return here at least, yeah. you know, and sort of softened the, softened the blow a little bit. So it's Trent, Robertson, and Sala. It's not rocket science here. That's the triple up. Uh, You can choose to save a little bit of money with Van Dyke, maybe Matip if you want to roll the dice with Kanate maybe starting. But what's interesting is how Liverpool in the second half of the season have graduated to a Manchester City level of fantasy talk where you've got Jota, Mane, uh, and now Diaz, all yeah. competing for our fantasy attention, and it's really it's 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 pretty tricky to to figure out how the yeah. points where the points are going to go, who's going to get the minutes, yeah. etc. So I feel like that that's going to be a fun. I think it for me that feels like a fun strategy to discuss at the start of next season. As far as this home stretch goes. What you just said about Robertson, the form he's in, just, I, I'm not overcomplicating it. Trent, Robertson, Salah. I think that it's, uh, I, I think in 36, it, you could, cons- just like if you can't quite get there um, with, with Robertson price-wise, which is, which is a hard thing to do, I think Jota is, is, is at least worth a punt. You, you're going to get one start for sure. And you're going to get minutes in the other ones. You're probably going to get like 120 minutes or something like that, or 110 sure. minutes out of, out of Jota. A true and, Matt Pinfield. Yeah, 100, yeah. So, but he's got 15 goals and five assists on the season. He has three goals and two assists in the last five games. So even though he has been rotating a bit, you know, with Diaz, the, re, the returns are still there, you yeah. know? And so, I mean, you know, three goals and two assists from a player who – you know, costs less than 8.5 million. Is it available at 8.3 million right now? I mean, that sounds pretty appealing. So if, if I could find a way to get from Barnes, I don't know how I would do this. Maybe actually maybe. Oh, okay. What about this? Okay. Son, son to Jota in 36. Okay. You have to bring him right back though. That'd be the only, that'd be the only tricky thing. Because yeah. Uh, if you can afford it, I don't hate it. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be. I mean, he's way. You know, I mean, Son is two million more than Jota, right? So it'd be. You know, you could. You could do that, uh, and then and then bring you know, but then bring. Yeah. It just depends on maybe how much value you've built up in, in Son, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Jota. Yeah, he just seems like Diaz is the sexier. He. It's like Jota is Kai Havertz, and um, I'm sorry, Jota is Mason Mount. And mm-hmm. Diaz is Kai Havertz. Like you're going Diaz because you want this sexy, phenomenal, I want to believe guy. And uh-huh. Jota is the guy who's just been there. I've been here all along, guys. And you just weren't paying attention. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. I mean, if Firmino starts, if, he, if Firmino's coming back from injury, if he plays a little bit down the stretch, maybe that 
makes things even trickier with with the with Lajota. But um, I don't know, probably still worth a punt just because he gets returns even in limited minutes. And so, um, yeah, and I, on a free hit, if I was free hit in thirty six, I and actually if I was free hit in thirty six, I'd have Robertson, uh, Robertson, sure. Trent, and Salah. But yep. anyway, I don't know. Just it's a different. I mean, we talked about again about you know there's 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 some gambles you're gonna have to take if you're like thirty five points back in your mini league, yeah. and one gamble could be. I'm going to gamble on Jota over Rabo in, in 36. Mm-hmm. That would be the kind of move that could really work out. I mean, it's not impossible that Jota just starts both those matches in a double. And it's if that happens, then you could possibly get 20 points out of them in those mm-hmm. in those two matches. So um, that is, you know, that's the kind of thinking you've got to do if you're going to try to make up ground uh, down the stretcher. It's not, you know, if you're in first place, it's not worth the risk, right? But if you're if you're chasing that, you know, that's the kind of option you want to consider. You know, Zaha falls in that category too, right? It's sure. like, you know, just if you, you you don't want to necessarily make the move that everyone's going to be making that week because um, it just means you're going to kind of be locked in, you know, with, with everybody yeah. else in terms of the return. Um, all right, Man City. Brandon and mm-hmm. you know they they have four to go and then they have an unscheduled match with Wolves. Take your time, Premier League. <laughs> I know. Are they waiting? I guess they're waiting for the to see what happens in the Champions. I mean, it's like it's going to take too long, right? <laughs> Give me thirty five <laughs> this week. I don't know. So yeah, uh, we like a lot. I mean, they're what a dominant. Just a, you know, I mean, even even though they conceded a a goal, um, mm-hmm. it was just like that game was never. They're suffering never from it's it's just too easy syndrome. Uh, like, yeah. I guess if Watford score, it's fine. Cause we're going to score five yeah. on them anyway. Let's save our legs for the billion other games that we have to play. Yeah. Cancelo did not have one of his best matches. Yeah, I thought. He was bad. He was bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's had a few of those this season though, where I watch Cancelo and I'm like, from a defensive point of view in particular, this is going so poorly. I wonder what Pep is going to think about this. But so far, so good. He continues to basically play 90 minutes every match. So I, I wouldn't get too worried about a bad performance from Cancelo. The, uh, you know, I talked about Sun out. One thing you could also, you know, I mean, because KDB is so expensive uh, mm-hmm. that there's like almost no way to get there. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you could you could move Harry Kane to fund, to, to fund that move, but even though Spurs have not been great the last couple of weeks, I, I just still don't believe in that move. I, I just, like, like because you probably do it for a hit or something like that. Dropping Kane for a hit, just, I don't love it, you know? Um, especially because they, they still have the double to go in 37. But uh, Sun is like an almost lateral move. Like, Sun, Sun on my team right now, is he's 10.9 million. KDB is 11.8. Like that is, that is a thing you can get to, right? That uh-huh. is not an impossible to find like a few extra, whatever, you know, find an extra million. Um, and that really could be appealing, um, you know, but it just, it just depends on when this double falls, right? Whether it falls in 36 or 37, because you could, you could move to KDB in 36 and then move to, uh, and then move back to sun in 37. That would be a possibility, but it's just, you know, it's, we need them to schedule this fixture. Right? I know. Yeah. So I know. I mean, what do you think about the other midfield options? Like Mares, he's kind of in that Jota argument that you were making where he's started like three matches in the last 10 game weeks, but he's still come away with four goals and a couple of assists. Yeah. Um, but it is alarming, like how few games he ends up starting in the Premier League. Yeah. Foden starts virtually every match, even though he didn't see a minute against Watford, but he's not been yeah. 
producing a lot. Sterling is just yeah. doing Sterling things. He he features in our soon to be announced Josh our uh, starting eleven seasons to forget guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's gonna be a fun game week thirty nine podcast that we do. Um, yeah, I think yeah Sterling. I mean clearly. He, you know, he got kind of hot this week as like a little like kind of wild card or free hit pick. And um, I, don't, I don't know how he didn't get any kind of return out of that match. Like, did he did he get an assist even? Like, I, I think he got no, nope. he got nothing. That's insane. Um, he was involved in everything. It's just like it just, he's not on and he's not on the boil this year. Um, I think that it's uh, the, we've talked about this before. One of the problems with Man City's fixtures on the stretch is they're actually too good. Like they are, they are too good considering they still have an FA Cup final. They still have uh, a two-legged Champions League draw with Real Madrid, which is going to be really tricky, uh, just given the the form that that Real Madrid are in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, KDB probably fine, like kind of in that solid category. He's just going to play almost every match. Cancelo probably in the same category. Everybody else wide open like who knows yeah. you know phil foden right doesn't play a minute this week yeah. uh that that could be sterling next weekend right like it's just you just don't know who that like outside of Cancelo and um kdb i just i don't think you could really realistically look at any of these players and, and consider yeah. them yeah i'm a little disinterested in in city at this point even their defense i mean i keep beating the Cancelo drum of he's a must for the stretch, but I, I do worry about them being dialed in in these easy Premier League fixtures for keeping easy, clean sheets. They'll have a few, mm-hmm. but it just it doesn't feel anywhere as good as doing the Trent Robbo double up. So I, I'll be looking maybe to actually shift Cancelo to Robertson for the double. Yeah, that's interesting. And again, we just need to find out when that double for, for Man City, you know, slots in. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Laporte is still cheap enough that we should really, I mean, we didn't talk enough about the defenders probably here, but I mean, Laporte's only 6 million. Like he's definitely, you know, um, 5.9 even I'm seeing six. I think he, I think if you refresh your page, oh, did he go up tonight? He went tonight. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just have real time price changes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to hit refresh here. Uh, uh, Brandon discovers Laporte has, uh, gone up to six mil. Okay. There it is right there. All right, Brendan, let's take a quick break. By the way, we've got a handful of teams to go, and then we'll come back and, uh, and wrap things up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Ben, we're back. Man United is the next club we're here to talk about. Not a lot to like here. Credit to Ronaldo, had a horrible, uh, tragic week, mm-hmm. scores a nice goal. Um, didn't take the pen. Uh, the, uh, afterwards, Ragnar said that he could have taken the pen, decided he wasn't kind of emotionally, mm-hmm. didn't want to do it, um, and and it wasn't the right, right place to take it. And so 
Bruno took it. Uh, you know, Bruno is just not. Hey, it's been a, a great week it. for the uh, stutter, skip, hop, and a jump pen. Uh, yeah. Uh, with, between Bruno and Jorginho. Just yes. like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. So, Man United, they don't even play in 37. Uh, they play uh, Brentford Brighton Palace. I mean, it's not a terrible finish, but I just think uh, you can't have any of their players down the stretch. Um, and if you have them, you should be transferring them out for double game yeah. weekers or anybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very instructive, Josh. Like, if you, if somebody needs to hop on a phone call with us for us to show you how the transfer page on, you know, fantasy.premierleague.com <laughs> yeah. works, you know, we can show yeah. you, like, you know, hit the X next to the Manchester United player, pick a different player from a different yeah. team, exactly. and then uh, click accept and make sure that you confirm that transfer. Yeah, lock it in. Exactly. If you're playing that free hit, make sure you confirm that. <laughs> That free hit. You don't, you don't take a minus 52 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But listen, uh, we should educate our listeners on what team viewer is. You know, this this season's shirt sponsor for Manchester United. Just so they don't have to look out for it. And if you see team viewer, uh, it's bad. Uh, and you don't want to see team viewer. viewer. That's it, their shirt sponsor. You know, they were Chevy. Chevy trucks or what have you was replaced by Team viewer, which I think is I think some I, sort I think of. I missed that. Team yeah, viewer. it's the most unremarkable <laughs> kit sponsor I've seen in a long time. I think it's yeah. some sort of office software where you okay. can like spy on what what your colleagues are doing or something. Uh, all right, so yeah, well, well, sorry, Man United. Let's 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 reset next season. Uh, Newcastle, they've had a great run. They stabilized. Uh, I think Chris Wood out makes a lot of sense for everybody who, like you and me, unfortunately, brought him in. Uh, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal. Even Burnley away in 38 isn't great if Burnley's fighting for a, for a Champions League spot. So I think uh, I think Newcastle is just a total avoid down the stretch. No doubles either for them. Yeah, and uh, so all right, here's the either or like Bruno Gamarish uh, versus right. Anthony Gordon. You're talking about two like roughly 4.67 mids that you can bring in and and start. Week is, after week. Is he that cheap? Yeah, yeah, he's 4.9. Yeah. Wow, jeez, he is cheap. That's interesting. Well, I guess I'd go Anthony Gordon just because they have the two doubles, Yeah. right? Uh, and so that just makes him. And he's also a little bit cheaper. So I guess that's um, yeah. that, that that puts him over the top a little bit. But yeah, I guess he's going to be up to like $6 million next year, right? Like it's a, you know. uh, Yeah, certainly. Um, the worry I have is um, in the defense, Fabian Schar, who was, I think, a great right. pick a couple of weeks ago. Yep is benched in favor of Lascelles. I wonder if that's just a favor to Lascelles, who was the club captain for a while, yeah. and he's just kind of been bombed out of the team because he stinks. Um, he gets a few minutes against Norwich, when a, a, a fixture they're Possible. probably pretty pretty confident going into. But yeah. I am admittedly worried because uh, Shar, yeah. I'd keep just for the the monetary value. Uh, I don't want to waste a transfer on him. So I'm just going to see what happens next game week with him. He's been rock solid in that team going back to game week 13, basically. And a couple goals in his last 10 or 10 or so matches. So, yeah, I think you're you're right. I think that might have just been a one-off, like, you know, just a little, like, rotation move. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, he's like a keeper. But, yeah, I think think there's – certainly I wouldn't be transferring anybody in and – and again, it'd be like, man, yeah, I'd just be looking that those are the, those are the spots where I'd be looking to double up on, uh, I'd be looking for double game week players for the final, the final two doubles. Um, Norwich, they do have a double. Um, I suppose Pookie could at least enter your thoughts just because it's been sure. such a struggle with these 
yep. cheap forwards, find anybody that you could look at. But realistically, I would not bring in Pookie, nor would I recommend anybody bring him in. So that's, <laughs> you know. I mean, shout out to our friend Ian Stimson, who uh, I was chatting with him and uh, I was just, he, he was interested in bringing Pookie in. And I just thought, why? Why would you? And he has outscored certainly Chris Wood over the last three weeks. Yep. Um, I don't think uh, Vout Veghorst is the same. But there are points. There are fantasy points for Pookie, I think. Sure. Uh, he's he's an interesting swerve. Yeah. I don't need it. And, four goals and two assists in his last seven, uh, which, which you know, is, is pretty strong. But, yeah, I I just don't see I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And, like, I, and especially now. I mean, I think Norwich, if, if, they're, if they're not – officially down in the next week or two they 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 effectively are right and so yes. they're not gonna have really anything to play for down the stretch here. i mean I think that newcastle match kind of if there was any doubt about that sort of put the nail in the coffin there so i think yeah, um pookie's yeah, think, just playing yeah. to get into valhalla at this point <laughs> yeah and we're, exactly. and we're all rooting for yeah, you pookie. yeah he's the, the north the northman of the premier league <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh all right southampton ah bro yeah you know could I can't talk it, about it. Know? Like this is, yeah. this is one of the. Uh, I don't really know what I think about it, but um, it feels bad, and it feels like one of the more obvious dumb picks uh, in fantasy this season. And I we feel, I feel, it, so you know, I it, feel tricked yeah. because <laughs> he looked for for like a solid month there. He looked like a really strong. Number yeah, like, nine, that, like a Erling Holland type, right? Like yeah. a big, like massive forward yeah. who just, yeah, used his size well and had some pace. Seems like he just lacks experience and he's somebody that's just going to have to be put back in the deck of cards and come back to him at later seasons because, yeah, it's, yeah, it's over. Yeah. And yeah. And Southampton can score. I mean, they've, they, you know, they've, it's, I mean, it's the Hoisen you know, it's like just Hoisen. Heisen. Thank you. Jeez. I could not get that one out there. Uh, But yeah, you know, with that, with that, with a squad, you just really never know what you're going to get, but they, they are capable of scoring. It's just, it just, Broya hasn't, hasn't quite been able to, to fit into that squad. And uh, James Ward Prowse, I mean, just like this, one of the steadiest players in fantasy who it's like, Uh, he's the man. I know it's so steady that we like, just don't really talk about him. Cause he kind of always does. He has the same yeah. season every year, right? Yep. He's got nine goals and four assists on the season. He had eight and seven last year. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess he could get to double digits this year. So credit, credit to him for that. But, uh, you know, Southampton don't have any doubles. Uh, they have to play, uh, Liverpool. Um, I mean, Brentford away is something that's like a kind of a tricky match, right? Like sure is. Yeah. yeah. And I don't trust Hassan Hoodle at all uh rotation or <laughs> yeah. otherwise like yeah. he's just such a boob he <laughs> sometimes he puts out sometimes he puts out a a great performance that you didn't expect he's got some talent obviously but i just struggle to think of a more boobish manager in the league right now i, I like those vests i'm more i'm more positive on, okay. the, on the, you know i mean they, they're interesting I'll give him credit for that. They they stay interesting, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're never boring. Hasanul keeps them in the headlines. Yeah, exactly. For better or worse. All right, it brings us to Spurs. Uh, you know, Kane and Son are who they are. I'm not going to let two week game weeks get in the way. I I feel like this is this is the, this is the moment where you can start. And I know I was talking about. I mean, obviously, you know, 
a move for you know, KDB, like sometimes a, a player, like a player of Suns level has to go. But in general, I don't have itchy, like I don't have an itchy trigger finger about moving him in general. It's not like, oh, he's got to go. But you yeah. know, if he if he went, it would only be for a player of his kind of fantasy caliber. Um, otherwise, I, I yeah. mean, what do you think? You have Kane. I have Son. What, what do you think about Harry Kane right now? It's it's odd. I mean, I think the. Uh the straightforward thing to do would be to get to get rid of Kane and spread the money around on a lot of these other players that we've been big upping here. But um, I, I I do, I'm going to keep him because I, I still think Spurs, they obviously still have so much to play for Spurs and, or uh, Kane and son both locked in there. And there are captainable fixtures, Burnley and Norwich. I, I believe now Burnley You'll argue, well, that's going to be a tough fixture. They're fighting for their lives, uh, et cetera. But Spurs uh, have a claim on fourth place right now, and they will be fighting as much as Burnley, um, if not harder, depending on what happens with Everton yep. over the next couple of game weeks. So I, I just think where I, I just think that uh, there's an edge to there's still an edge to be had with Spurs players in fantasy. I think so too. And also Norwich 38. I mean, talk about, uh, um, like, you know, son has 17 goals in the season. Like, so he, I'm not sure oh. he's ever scored. I don't think he's ever scored 20 in a, in a season. So you could totally see him going on like a massive, you know, like just like absolutely going for it in game week 20, if he's not there, or, I mean, game week 38, if he's not there yet. Yeah. Um, so that could be, that could be something to, to think about. I don't think. Yeah. I've yeah, seen 14 is his highest tally back in 2016, 17. Oh, well, yeah, 17 last year, actually. So 17 and 11 uh, last season. Uh, so. Right, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, but, but so I think, you know, I mean, he could, you know, I, I don't think he's, I guess no one's winning the golden boot except for Mo, but, you know, it's, uh, I think, you know, getting to 20 is usually a pretty big milestone for, for these for these forward players. So I think that uh, that, that could be something to, to think about. I don't know. Like these, these kind of milestones do become really important to think about when, when especially sure. when gaming 38, when you think about captaincy, yeah. um, any kind of race like that for the golden boot or, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes it's sometimes like, it's like the, 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 the clean sheet race is on too. That's something that, that can yeah. be a factor. Um, you know, if a team doesn't really have anything else to play for. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then defensively, I think we just have to avoid, avoid Spurs, right? Because um, it's just, huh. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's treacherous. I would shut out Ben Davis at 4.4. Sure. He is that uh, cheap guy who seems like he's guaranteed a start every match. And at that value, come Burnley, Norwich in game weeks 37 and yeah. 38, if you need a, a solid bench option, yeah. I like that. Especially, like, I... I don't want to do Char to Ben Davis uh, because that feels like so lateral and a waste. <laughs> yeah, totally but if yeah. you are on wild card, I yeah, or, or you're trying, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's a guy to pay attention to. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair, uh, especially for, especially for thirty eight. Um, he'd be a great start for that. Um, all right, that brings us to our final three clubs. Brandon Watford, another double. I don't know how, like they have a, <laughs> seemingly every double game week. Watford yep. is, is involved. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll probably start. Um, I, I probably start foster in, in, in 36 for that double. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, over, over Pope, who just has one in 36. So that's uh, Burnley in 36 play. Villa. Aston Villa at home versus 
Yeah, I see your logic. I see your logic. Like Watford are just so, um, so down. They're so down. (laughs) But that's not to be negative. Now stop being negative, Brandon. Um, Yes, I think that's an interesting strategy. I like it. And Foster, for all the flaws of Watford, Foster remains a guy who will not flap at a shot. He can make saves, and that's okay. Um, I thought I thought they actually passed reasonably well today. Like you, or, or yesterday, when you and I watched the match, it was like you kind of like you could see a version of this team that stayed up this year. You know, yeah. like there's there there's the all the pieces are there, but um, it just it, it, the squad it just it's just too much rotation. It was too unsettled. Uh, you know, uh, Ismail Sar losing his form is really really hurt the club, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, so yeah, I think, um, you certainly, I don't think you could recommend even, even for that double. I don't think there's really, I mean, it's not a bad double palace Everton. I mean, Emmanuel Dennis, but we just, we can't do it. Can we Dennis? What do you remember the last double when we were talking about Dennis? (sighs) Yeah. Bad well, news. You, hey, you got it. You, didn't you get nine points out of him away to Villa? Like, so you know, it worked out okay. Uh, yeah. Well, the previous double where he got red carded in the yeah. first match is so the, many. Oh, right. That. Yeah. I captained him. Yeah. For that yeah. One. Of course. Yeah, because we've yeah. had so many doubles with, with Watford. We've seen so many different iterations of this, of <laughs> this team. True. It's been, it's been too much. Like, Crazy long season. Uh, all right. Well, let's, let's move on from Watford. There's not a lot to say there, obviously. West Ham. Um, I think that. We saw today what we needed to see, which is that West Ham, smartly, clearly, if they win the Europa League, they are in the Champions League next year. Yep. They're not going to get a top four spot this year. There's just there's just a little too much, too many teams to leap over to get there, but they could get there with the Champions League. Yes, they should go all in on, on that. And I just think that means you've got to avoid all their players fantasy-wise. And they... And they quite simply could win the Europa League. I mean, uh, I mean, totally. Eintracht Frankfurt beat Barcelona, but what's what's going on there? That's that it's it's, it's within their reach. Leg, I love it for sure. Yeah. Winnable tie for sure. Yeah, and then the other like yeah, I mean, the other side of that is Leipzig and Rangers. So I mean, it's not like it's yeah. like this. You know, it's not like there's like one of those like um. They're Sevilla, not going to have to play you know, Unai Emery in yeah, the exactly, final. <laughs> exactly. If they're playing Unai Emery, that they probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't win. But no. um, yeah. So I think they, they they really have a shot there, and that would be that, that'd be really cool. I mean, I, obviously yeah. I'm obviously I'm definitely rooting for them, and I really hope that they that they make it through. Um, so I'll uh, shout out to our, our friend Eric Freeman, Eintracht Frankfurt supporter. Right? Indeed, yeah, yeah. It's it's Eric Freeman versus Tom Campbell. May the May you both have fun. But yeah, the center back thing is is really outrageous. So Zuma, yeah. we don't know when he's back. He's got uh he's got an ankle injury, Diop ankle as well, Ibana yeah. with a knee injury, mm-hmm. and now Dawson with the red card suspension. I saw uh, that Zuma has his trial for the cat kicking incident, and the the date has been set for a week after the Europa League final. So Wow. We'll just see what happens there. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Zuma. Yeah. And, and now, yeah, Dawson's going to be out for the weekend, right? Yeah. Um, so he's, it's a yeah. one match suspension cause it's not right. violent conduct or anything like that. Right. So, um, you know, they'll be able to cobble together a central defense after, after this weekend. God, Saka has to be like a sneaky, 
captain option for game week 35 now, right? Playing like no center backs for, for West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be flashbacks to, you know, you got Declan Rice playing in center back, like Jordan Henderson for Liverpool a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Who are they going to play? That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be really crazy. So, and Dustin had a good game too, uh, you know, yeah. today. So, yeah. um, all right. So West Ham, we got to just avoid, but you know, congrats to them for, for being in a position where they're, they get to take out the premier league because they got something else, you know, happening. Yeah. So, um, it brings us to one final club, Brandon, your favorite club, wolves, Wolverhampton <laughs> wanderers. They do have a double. It just has not been scheduled yet with, with Manchester city. So they still have to play man city at home, Chelsea away, Liverpool away in three of their final five fixtures. Yeah. Uh, one, one being a double. Watching Wolves the last month or so has given me a greater appreciation for Graham Potter because um, I felt like we were seeing the Graham Potterification of Bruno Lage. Like, look at look at Lage. He's what he's done coming in for Nuno. He's Wolves are a strong team right out of the gates. Really hard to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Wolves just are so unimpressive, whereas. <laughs> Brighton are, you know, coming back, fighting to end the season. Potter's back, looks fine. And it, it's made me realize, okay, Bruno Lage, we, we we still don't know what he's about. And I'm just not impressed with the Wolves team. What we don't like about the Wolves team is that they can't score any goals. Yep. And um, we used to, what we used to like about Wolves is that they had uh, decent defense but um, we're spoiled for options in the defense for one. Like we mm-hmm. just, why go to Wolves for assets? Uh, and if there were any upside with an upcoming double, it's pretty much negated by Man City, who I think yeah. will show them no mercy yeah. in that double. So. I would like, my goal for next season for Wolves would be for them to have a little more stability like they did the first couple of years they were in the Premier League and, you know, especially that, that left side, um, you know, there's, there's going to be somebody who's 4.5 million on that left yeah. side next season. And, um, you know, like eventually this is going to click more than it has. I feel like for, you know, from an attacking perspective, like it's, you know, it's, it's something it's going to, I don't know, maybe Jimenez has like a bounce back year next year or something like that. But, um, you know, I think that it's, uh, yeah, it's again, See you next year. That's that's really where I, we yeah. are with Wolves. We I feel like we've done that for about six clubs, but that's that's really you know what you've got to do. You know you got yeah. you, you really have to just kind of look at the next four fixtures, especially if you're trying to make up ground and just yeah. and just honestly eliminate about you know at least a third of the clubs because yeah. they don't have anything to play for. They don't have doubles. There's no strategic you know benefit uh, to having them, and so you just got to avoid yeah. them entirely. Yeah, and the teams that I think we've written off, there could there's often chaos the last couple of game weeks of the season because you know all the teams are sort of out to lunch. But the theme, the, I think the teams that we've written off, the theme is they struggle to score goals. Yeah. So whatever whatever chaos arrives, it's not going to involve a ton of fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, especially with Wolves, I don't see a lot of fantasy points there right. in particular. Right. So there it is. There it is. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it a little bit different this week. We'll be back on Thursday with a Patreon pod where we'll really drill down into Game Week 35 and captain picks and transfers and things like that. Uh, Brandon, do you want to give a shout out to our producer patrons? 
Yes, with pleasure. Big thanks to our producers. And if you want to say thanks and try your hand at being a producer, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Thanks as always to Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T. to Big Gaffer, Bob Scoon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wegner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forward, Skoging, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uwong, Bruce Kerr, Sham, Sham, it's a Sham, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shimmer, Joria, Ron Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus, you know, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Poxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Bulger, Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, Managed by Lasso, James Keeley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL, Mesa, FPL Pessimist, and Bob Fox. Rate, review, subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media, most active there on Twitter, at Hell Cheaters. Uh, and visit our website and buy a t-shirt like Mike, Mark Southerns, who's very cool. Go to alwayscheating.com to do that. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, good luck in Game Week 35. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.